Today's guest is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, David Nurse. And as I mentioned in the last week's episode with Peter Crone, I got to meet David at a dinner party that Mr. Aaron Alexander put together a little while back, and immediately, immediately I felt a connection. David is a host of the 1% podcast where he dives into all things optimization and is a coach to many high-level basketball players in the NBA, as well as business professionals. His podcast is quite similar to mine in that he's always looking for ways to optimize physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual practices. Does that sound familiar to y'all? I like this guy. I felt like I was talking to myself, and what was cool was he has definitely figured out a lot of things that I have yet to learn. So we learned quite a bit from each other. We did a podcast swap, and I really enjoyed my time with David. And as always, click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We're only doing one a week, so don't think that's a mistake. That's just for the time being. And as we build up an accumulation of episodes, we'll start to shuffle them out so you get back to two a week. Outside of that, leave us a five-star rating with one or two ways the show has helped you out in life, any way that it's helped change your game, change your life, and upgraded your life. And as always, support our sponsors. Today's sponsor is ButcherBox. ButcherBox makes it easy to get high-quality, humanely raised meat that you can trust. Every month, ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed, heritage breed pork, and wild Alaskan salmon directly to your door. And shipping is free. The incredible quality of ButcherBox meat starts with the commitment to humanely raised animals that are never given antibiotics or added hormones. By taking out the middleman, ButcherBox is able to buy meat at a lower cost and pass those savings on to you. Choose from four curated boxes or customize your own box so you can get exactly what you and your family love. Now, I absolutely love these guys. Truthfully, I always feel weird buying pork at the supermarket, even though I shop at Whole Foods and some of these other high-end grocers. It's just not the same. I like going direct. I like getting it from a farm. And their pork chops are some of my favorite consumables. And that's not something I usually buy. What's cool about the box is it sends you things that you don't necessarily eat all the time. Like, again, I don't go to the supermarket and buy fish. But when I have wild Alaskan salmon in the freezer, I know I'm going to make that. So these guys help you have a variety of the highest quality meats in your diet by ordering their curated boxes. Each box comes with at least 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual-sized meals. Meat is frozen at the peak of freshness in individual vacuum-sealed packs, and all meals and all meat is delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. And right now, these guys are doing a hell of a deal. Sign up now and get $20 off your first box plus two pounds of wild-caught Alaskan salmon by going to butcherbox.com kingsbury or enter promo code KINGSBURY at checkout. That's two pounds of sustainably caught wild Alaskan salmon for free, plus $20 off your first box by going to butcherbox.com KINGSBURY or entering code word KINGSBURY at checkout. We've also got Concept2. Concept2, simply put, is the very best cardio equipment on the planet. We've got them here at Onnit's Gym. When I was training in the MMA game back at American Kickboxing Academy, we had the Concept2 rower. I don't think the skier was out then, but these are things that I use pretty much every single workout. Sometimes it's the only thing I use in a workout. So whether I'm doing long, slow-form cardio and I want to hit a 10K row with my altitude mask, or whether I'm finishing off some high-intensity interval training, maybe some powerlifting, I'll hit some deadlifts, mix in some other fun stuff, I always finish with sprint work on one of these three machines. Their bike that they just created is ridiculous. It will fry your legs and leave you gasping for air, which is awesome because if you don't have a lot of time, you can still crank up the intensity and have a great workout that leaves you feeling better every single time. I got all three of their machines in my garage. Why? Because I want the convenience. Now, I work in a unique situation. I can walk 20 yards into a gym at on it and work out. 
Why do I need it at the garage? Because it's convenient. That means every time I come home and I go through the garage, I see the equipment and I know it's accessible. You can get all three of these machines for under three grand. And best of all, you don't have to buy all three at once. It's like getting a Sonos speaker. You can buy one and add more later. And I absolutely love these machines because anybody can go outside and go for a run. I do myself twice a week, but sometimes I don't want to run. Sometimes I want to train different parts of my body. The rower is great for the posterior chain. The ski erg is great for the anterior chain. And you can polish it all off by hitting the legs directly with the Concept2 bike. Get it all at concept2.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Onnit. I've been working at Onnit for two and a half years now. This company's fantastic. Spoiler alert, I work here, but guess what? We make some pretty cool products and product development. And one of the things that you need right now while you're eating a little bit off diet around the holidays is total gut health. This is something that is absolutely essential whether you're eating clean or not. Something that I take with every big meal. One packet per day will do the trick. Typically, I take it with my largest meal, as it says on the label, and that's going to help me break down and get the most out of my food. We've got probiotics, Saccharomyces boulardii, which is an incredible fungi, as featured in Fantastic Fungi with Paul Stamets, and many other great essentials. Hydrochloric acid to help you break down all that naughty food you're not supposed to be eating. Everything you need right there, and you can get 10% off by going to onnit.com slash Kyle as well as 10% off every product we make in the supplement and food markets. And last but not least, my boys at Bird Dogs. They crushed it with gym shorts, and now they're making the most comfortable pants on planet Earth. That is not an overstatement. They did not tell me to say that. I'm telling you, these are the best pants I've ever worn. They've got a built-in banana hammock, so you don't have to have chonies on. You don't have to have underwear. You don't have to have compression shorts. It's already in there. That means I slide them on, and I'm ready to go. I show up to a meeting, I walk into the gym, and I can hit full squats in my pants without having to worry if they're going to tear or if I'm going to have a little opening in the butt crack, none of that stuff. These are very comfortable pants. I can wear them when I'm lounging around the house for the holidays. I can wear them to meetings, and I can wear them when I'm working out. I can throw high kicks. I can do just about anything in these pants, and they are the most comfortable pants I've ever worn. They've got them in khaki, navy blue, everything you'd want to look professional in while still being able to go hit some hill repeats and sprint your butt off while wearing these pants. They are by far the best in the game. If you go to birddogs.com, that's B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S.com and enter promo code Kyle, you're going to get a pair of nunchucks. That's right. You heard that right. Nunchucks. They'll give you an actual weapon along with your pair of bird dogs. That's birddogs.com, promo code Kyle, and boom, a free pair of nunchucks with your pair of bird dogs. You will not take these things off. I promise you. Thank you guys for listening to my sponsors. Thank you guys for supporting the show. And prepare yourself for Mr. David Nurse. David Nurse, the 1%. One Percenter podcast? Yeah, One Percent podcast. One Percent podcast. On the Kyle Kingsbury Show, we just did your podcast. Yep. Uh, I got to we got to meet each other at Aaron Alexander's um, fabulous get together in the Palisades at our boy Justin's house, and got to meet a lot of other cool people. Uh, I've been diving into your podcast and love it, and I'm, it's funny how uh, synchronistic it is because here we are from two different walks of life, working in the same direction of optimization. But I want to tie, you know, always on my podcast, I like to get background. So, yeah, before you were into this, what was life like growing up? Did yeah. you play basketball? Like, where'd you? How, what gravitated you towards where you're at now? Man, so from as young as I can remember, I was playing basketball. And everything that I did revolved around playing in the NBA. 
that was literally like my dream, my mission, my everything. And nobody ever told me I really wasn't going to do it. So maybe my parents should have said, hey, you're probably going to be like 6'2", not that athletic. Maybe you should play golf or something. But they were supportive and they encouraged it. So like everything that I did was based around playing in the NBA. So it's like, I mean, even when I was in high school, I wasn't too concerned about school. Even when I was in college, everything was playing in the NBA. And it was, I didn't have a backup plan or anything like that. So I got the opportunity to go play overseas and, and I'm playing overseas and in Australia and Greece and Spain and, and I'm playing and it's it's not it's not like what you would think it would be, you know. So I'm playing in this like third division overseas league in Spain where the players are more concerned about about beers at halftime or partying after the game or like they don't really care about basketball it's kind of like the movie semi-pro with will ferrell it's like you think you're actually doing something great and i was over there i'm I'm just training like every like twice a day i'm studying film like i'm doing everything an nba player would do mindset development like that's me but then i'm playing in this just joke of a league and like that's like my background was all towards playing in the nba so everything you got to think everything that i poured into that was was literally right there on the table there in Spain. And then I get cut from that team. So everything that I've put in my life is turned upside down on my head. I not only get cut from a horrible league in Spain, like I have nothing else going for me. So I come back. I come back. I live on my parents' recliner chair in Kansas City for about five, six months just feeling bad for myself. And, and my mom just doing dishes. She'd always love to just say like these life lessons and stuff. She says, David, when one door closes, two more open. And it just kind of caught me because I'd always heard the one more and one and stuff like, okay, maybe if that door closed, there's something even better for me that I didn't even realize. And for some reason, I have no idea why that one of the ones stuck with me. And I realized there, it's like everything that I've done to optimize myself, my mind, my body to be an NBA player, which just wasn't in the cards for me, was actually so I could coach, so I could train, so I could help other players get to the NBA, so I could help players that were born with the talents and the abilities to do so to get there. So everything I had poured into myself that I thought was me playing in the NBA was me coaching in the NBA. So it sparked something there. Like, okay, now that's like that's the mission that I'm here to do. And it was a, it was a big pivot in my life. And that's that's why I wrote the book Pivot and Go is, is because – we all go through those situations where we're, we feel stuck. We don't know what we're going to do next. How do we pivot out of that situation? And for me, is playing basketball was, was setting me up. It was preparing me for the opportunity to coach. So I literally ordered basketballs. Like I decided, okay, I'm going to be an NBA coach. I'm going to be the best shooting coach because that's literally all I could do playing basketball. I can't, I mean, I couldn't even touch the rim hardly. Wrong sport <laughs> once again. So I ordered these basketballs from China to be customly made like shooting balls so you could see the rotation on the ball and had them shipped out to, to Oakland. And I lived in Kansas City, got in my car, drove 28 hours to the Oakland port, packed them all into my little car while there's all these huge trucking things things, packing all this stuff out there in my little car. And I start driving all over the country. I'm, I'm emailing, calling seventh grade girls, basketball coaches, high schools, local YMCAs, just stopping in there with my basketballs in my trunk, doing basketball camps. I'm sleeping in Walmart, well-lit parking lots and freezing middle of winter in Iowa. And just, just like literally just going camp to camp, to camp, to camp, just grinding, just trying to be the best shooting coach that I can possibly be to anybody anybody that would listen to me talk to him. So from there, I also had some a few friends that had, had played in the NBA through my time playing. 
that I got to develop relationships with. So I'd start training them. And I, I realized, man, I'm, I'm much better at encouraging and motivating these guys and showing them how they can be the best the best versions of themselves on court. So that kind of started spreading a little bit and the camp started spreading and I started to get to do some overseas internationally and just, just using, really using relationships. And I, I mean, you know how it is. It's just somebody knows somebody here and then there's somebody here and, and you build those genuine relationships and doing camps overseas. And then, then one morning it's, it's about five years of living on a, out of an airplane, living out of my car I'm in Australia, just got done doing a camp down in Australia in Melbourne, and, and I get an email. It says, Brooklyn Nets shooting coach. And I'm like, all right, this has got to be spam or something. This is this is bogus. I opened it up. They said, are you interested in being the Brooklyn Nets shooting coach? I'm like, oh, of course I am. This is what this is what I was called. This, I'm, I get a coach in the NBA. So a, a week later, I'm out in Brooklyn at 27 years old, probably a little bit too young for, for the opportunity that I got there, not ready enough for that opportunity. As we go more into that that later, but... Um, I'm 27 years old, Brooklyn Nets shooting coach, and I, and I think I thought I made it. So there it was. I achieved my goal. Like I didn't get to play in the NBA, but then it was coaching the NBA. So I thought I, I thought I'd made it. I thought I achieved it. No, it's a long answer for the whole background, but no, that's great. But and then right at the end of the season, everybody everybody gets everybody gets fired, and I, I came on mid season, so I was like, All right, I'm good. And I talked to management and stuff. They said, Yeah, you're good. We loved what you, what you've done, and. Three weeks later, I'm not good. I'm fired from that. I'm gone. The whole new staff comes in. The whole new staff is out. So once again, I'm set there with, okay, what am I going to do? What am I, what am I going to pivot to? And from there, it it was pretty seemingly that I I love I love helping NBA play. I love helping basketball players reach their highest level. So I was going to train NBA players, train NBA players in, in optimization. Started with on-court, obviously with shooting, their development of their skills, but then it just got kept growing and kept growing because it's so much more than just in the skills that we do in any in any area of life, but it was how they how can they optimize themselves to to be 100% of themselves every single day and what that looks like. And a lot of that was through the body. And then over the past couple of years, it's been even just growing and evolving into more mindset development and and how important, like, before you can even optimize your body, you have to optimize your mind. So it's been a continual growth process of training NBA players. And I, I don't like the term life coach because nobody needs a life coach. But, I mean, until I can think of something cooler and better, then it's it's been being a life coach and a mentor to NBA players and, and helping them become the best that they can be. Yeah. I love that brother. And I definitely, I definitely gravitate towards mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, I've met a, yeah. met a few life coaches where yeah, I thought yeah. like, man, <laughs> good thing nobody's looking at your life, bro. Yeah. I don't want to be judgmental, exactly. but wow. Exactly. You know, right. <laughs> um, mentor, we'll mentor, mentorship's great, you know? And, and I think that's, uh, it reminds me of a quote that I, I'm not sure if he originated it, but I heard it from Frank Shamrock. Everyone needs a plus, a minus and an equal in life. Nice. And the plus is somebody that's your mentor that you learn from. The minus is somebody that you are a mentor for. And the equal is somebody that you see eye to eye with and can learn back and forth from. It's good. The truth is you learn from it's everyone. Really you yeah, even learn sure. from the minus, right? As yeah. you're coaching. But let's let's unpack the mental game. Yeah. You know, and we can talk NBA players first, nice. but I know that you coach much more than high level NBA players. You coach high level people and people mm-hmm. that are, you know, business folks to to whatever walk of life when they come to you. So I think there's a lot of things that people can extract from your knowledge base for everybody listening that's not going to play in the NBA. And I right. want to make that clear. Right. So it's not just an NBA discussion, but <laughs> yeah. but let's talk at the highest level of sport. 
Sure. What are some of the ways that you optimize the mental game? So firstly, if, if I'm going to have a player that I'm working with, I'm going to figure out everything that makes them tick. So this is for anybody in general too, but we'll, we'll keep it with the, the example of the NBA player. What makes them tick? Meaning what motivates them? What is the reason? What is their purpose? So that at the core, I have to figure that out. And I'll, there's different ways that I'll figure it out. And actually I've been doing a lot of, have you ever done the Enneagram test? The personality test? which is like a really in-depth, like it goes uh, super in-depth of what type of person you are. So it's, it's, figuring out, it's, it's figuring out what type of person that they are, what's going to motivate them daily, what their purpose is of why they're playing basketball, why they're doing what they do, and then helping them understand that as well. So both I know that and they understand that. So at the core, at the base, I'm going to figure out the person that they are. Then I'm going to figure out what their goals are. So what their goals for an NBA player, maybe it's a, it's a big contract, maybe it's an all-star game, maybe it's certain stats, or maybe it's whatever it might be. And I'm going to figure out what their goals are, and we're going to map out a plan, map out a blueprint, what I call the breakthrough blueprint for them. So, um, I mean, and then on a daily basis, it's going to be even more so for the, well, we'll do a lot of mindset things. I'm, I'm really big on having them have their own personal mindset cards so it'll be some type of saying that'll get them in the state of mind, whether it's whether it's today I'm going to be the best person I can possibly be. I'll let them self-create it. So it's like a mantra or yeah, mantra exactly. Okay. So they'll put it somewhere that they see first thing they wake up in the morning, and then we'll go into like I'm really big on on visualization, like we talked about on my podcast. Is is we'll visualize the whole day going through. So that's what I I give them a morning routine the whole day going through and it'll be whether it's a game or whether it's practice but they're going to see the actions that they actually go in. So we'll take it take for example we're going into a game. So I'll have them visualize the exact game that's going to happen. They'll see every shot they're going to get from every angle that they're going to get it from. They're going to see all the motions, the movements that they've done so they've already actually done that like we've talked about that they've already actually gone through that process. And then I'm really big on and is improving their strengths is everybody has strengths and weaknesses and in the nba if you have one strength that you are great at you can play in the nba but if you're average at a lot of things you won't make it and i think that everybody in life has some just amazing god-given ability that's that's great that they have to find and they have to let show and not not block down because we, we get a lot of times this too too involved in in worrying about our weaknesses and how we can up our weaknesses, but why not why not up our strengths? So I have them create a personal highlight reel that I'll have them watch before every single practice, before every single game. And this personal highlight reel is going to be something where they had one of their greatest games, maybe in high school or in college, or something that just like it shows like man, this is I call it their swag zone. They like. The swag. So like it's their that. swag zone. When you feel that swag zone, you know, when you walk in, like you'd be walking into the ring with your swag zone with the music playing. So they'll have their own highlight reel. So we'll go visualization. We'll have their highlight reel. And I mean, that, 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 that's a lot of the basis of the mindset development for that. Um, I know it kind of touched on a lot of things. No, there, that's but, great. You get them to live in the space of what they're good at. And that's yeah. something, you know, it, we, we spoke about this. Of course, I'll link to our episode on your nice, podcast nice. in the show notes. But we talked a little bit about the fighting visualization of what I utilize that for. Um, there's another thing that I learned from Vanderlei Silva, where he would he would say, you know, he he didn't give a shit about anyone else's strengths, 
or their weaknesses. All he cared about was his strengths That's because money. he knew what he was great at. Yep. And he didn't care. And he even went as far as to not game plan for fights. He didn't care what they oh. were good at. So he wouldn't have... He wouldn't have a game plan. Now, See? you could say that certainly worked while he was in Pride, maybe not in the UFC, <laughs> but um, he was untouchable in Pride. You know, And again, that goes back to that unwavering belief. But I think that's really a really cool point to bring up. Everyone does have strengths and yeah. mastery of those and continuing to work on those so they become even stronger. Yeah. A lot of times that's easier than filling in the holes. Yeah, for right? sure. And that's a great point too is this, um, give me that, give me that, what was the quote again you said? From Vanderlei Silva? Yeah. What was he saying? He was basically saying that he didn't he didn't care what anybody else was okay, good right, at. Right. He was going to yep. focus on his strengths. Yeah, absolutely. And that's I mean that's what the NBA players can become. I mean their best when it's they're fully fully allowed to be themselves and have them be be you, be who you are, and be fully who you are. Like Kobe and, and Jordan, they never worried about what other people are doing to them. I've, I've spent time with their with their mental coach, and they said they just. Like it wasn't a game. It wasn't worrying or studying their defender. It was just worrying about themselves because they knew they were untouchable. And it's that unwavering confidence that they have and allowing people to be themselves and be who they are. That's like when I do workouts in the off season, we'll have 25, 30 NBA, high level NBA players out here in Los Angeles training. And one of my big things is is letting them be who they are. Like one of my players, Kelly Olenek, will wear a backwards hat all the time in workouts. Like obviously you can't wear a backwards hat in game, but it just lets out the person that he is. He's he's free to be himself. He's not confined in any in any tight uh, structure that he has to be in. And that's where he really, I mean, they they really grow. I mean, the off season's about development and wh- how they can really grow and just being able to fully be themselves is is huge for players confidence and you wouldn't think it at the nba level how important confidence development is but it's really the name of the game like how can you stay consistent what i call relentlessly consistent is one of my favorite terms that i use with players we're not going to say hey it has to be consistent in 20 points a game sure that'd be great you'd be a superstar but it's consistent in your process it's consistent in how you prepare for the game it's consistent in your mindset during the game whether you miss a shot or make a shot it's not that's that's not what it's about we we detach ourselves from all misses all misses all failures detach from but if you know that you're going through the same process time after time relentlessly consistent it's going to build like it's 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 going to build it's going to have that that long-term uh, success that they're looking for. So it's, it's, it's a lot about, I mean, with these players and their confidence is, is just having them know, continually know how great they are. Like everybody's great, obviously at that level, but how great they are. And I think that's in, in general for all, for all people. Like it's knowing like we're going to think the worst is going to happen, but it's knowing that, hey, you're here for a reason and a purpose in this exact spot right now. And you can you can be so confident and comfortable in that situation. Beautiful, brother. Thanks, well, let's let's unpack a little bit of the optimization when you yeah. take on a new client, whether it's someone in the NBA, and, and this definitely applies to high level athletes much more than people think. Uh, sleep optimization and Love all it. the way down the list, yeah. right? So I want to start with sleep, knowing how cool. important that is, but. Um, just the things that apply to all people. So as you take on somebody else and you've started with the personality test and you've gotten into their core of who they are and how they learn and what's going to drive them in life and you've set up their goals and then their path to break through and be the person that they can be. From there, what are the, the, 
the foundational pieces and building blocks that you use to optimize someone's life? Dude, amazing question. Use the breakthrough right there too. That is the mindset start to lead to the breakthrough. So for for optimization, the body optimization, the first thing is always going to be sleep. Like that is the building block. If you want to optimize your performance, your athletic performance, your nutrition, everything starts with sleep. So I'll find out, like I'll have my players use an aura ring, which is going to track is, is what I've found to be the highest level tracker. And I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll analyze their sleep. We'll talk about Okay, the main things that they need for the sleep, obviously I'm really big on sleeping in the cold. I personally use the Chili Pad Ulu to help me sleep in the cold. It's amazing. Explain that one a little bit. I know I don't yeah. want to go down the rabbit hole. I've used oh, the okay. Chili Pad yeah, yeah. before. I know Tim Ferriss was big on it back in the day. They're incredible. It's amazing. Let's unpack that for people. Yeah, so the Chili Pad, it's, it, it puts you to your body's temperature at uh, whatever you choose it to be. And sleeping in the cold below 65 degrees is optimal. I like to have it on like 57. And they have a product called the Uller, which actually will rise and fall the temperatures with your body throughout the night to give you the best deep sleep and REM. So it goes under your, goes under your, or right on top of your mattress, under your sheets. And it just like literally chills your body and gives you more restorative sleep, more regenerative sleep. It's just like, it's a game changer. When I get it with athletes, it, it literally is a game changer. So sleeping in the cold is super important. Sleeping in the dark. And then also one thing about sleeping that, that I've learned through um, Ronaldo's sleeping coach and being able to speak with a lot of sleeping coaches is detaching yourself from the worry of that you have to get the eight hours. So it's it's another mindset thing, but it's not about having to get straight eight hours. Like the best sleepers, think about who the best sleepers are. Little kids, what do they do? Wake up, sleep, wake up, sleep, wake up, sleep. I know we can't all in our schedule, but having that mindset that we don't have to get it and we're not married to it. Like even with the aura ring too, like we're not married to those scores. If it says yeah. a 73, yeah, maybe, maybe, I mean, you don't have to be married to that. Like it doesn't have to just that control and consume you. And then also another big thing with sleep is, is your evening routine, which I think is huge. Like morning routines have got really hot and I love morning routines. Like my, my morning time is very sacred. Like I'm going to have my morning routine because it sets me up for the day, but also your evening routine is going to set you up for the next day. It's going to set you up for your sleep, but also for the next day. And I'm really big on evening routine before you go to bed. Two things is making sure that you go in go to sleep in, in a happy state of mind, something positive, something that whether you watched a funny, lighthearted show or, I mean, just something. I like to just write out all my little things that I was thankful for for the day that happened. My my daily joys is what I call them. And it's it, it, it's amazing for HRV. Like it's it's a huge for HRV. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but like the, the happier you are when you go to sleep, the better your HRV is going to yeah, be. Yeah, there's a, I want to jump in for a second. Yeah. So I was telling you in between podcasts about um, the HeartMath Institute. Yeah. And that's one of the ways they prime you in their meditation, which is quantifying HRV during the meditation. It's through gratitude. So literally you'll get a little note on your phone that says, think of a, one of your happiest memories with a family member or nice. someone you love, right? And so like you think of that and you immediately see the score change. HRV goes up, right? So that's... Obviously, it's 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 not to say like everything needs to have science back it. I'm 100 yeah. percent not down with that, but for sure that is a very very true thing that happens in a state of gratitude. HRV does go up. It's much easier to operate in a state of peace, and it's cool that you tied the connection to sleep. 
All right, guys, very quick break to tell you about a couple things I've been working on. Number one, my wife has put together an amazing ebook that includes 30 plus recipes of our favorite foods to eat around the holidays to keep you trim and slim, keto recipes for dessert, as well as a number of other staples in our diet, ways we cook burgers, all the way to intricate recipes, but everything's easy and simple and highly delicious as well as nutritious and loaded with all the micronutrients your body craves and needs. No matter what diet you're on, outside of being vegan, get this book. It's five bucks at kingsboo.com. In addition to that, I am now launching my inner circle. What the hell is an inner circle? Well, following in the footsteps of great teachers like Ben Greenfield, Jay Ferruja, and others in the fitness field, I'm launching my personal, private, one-on-one coaching and mentorship program. What that means is you will master everything from the physical to the mental to the emotional and the spiritual. This comes with a decent price tag, so if you can't get in on that, I suggest you get me as one of the four coaches in Fit for Service, but you can check all that out at kingsboo.com slash inner dash circle. That's kingsboo.com slash inner dash circle. Yeah, you know what's even interesting, even more interesting about that too? Is I, I love HRV because I think that is the main tracker of if you get great sleep is your heart rate variability. And even, I learned this from Darshan Shah of Next Health is even if people like close to you, your friends and family members across the country, if they're struggling with something, like if they're struggling with something, it's going to lower your HRV. But if, if, if they're happy and they're at a good place, like even your family members and the people around you, which makes a ton of sense with it, your community and everybody, if they have like joy and peace in their day, it even increases your HRV. So there's a point too, like hang around positive people. Don't yeah. let negative people be in your life. It's going to ruin... Ruin your sleep would probably ruin your life. <laughs> Shitty sleep scores. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but another thing that I like to have, have people do and I've found that's worked a lot is is a challenging part of getting good sleep is we have so much going on in our days. There's so much running through our minds and our, just like so much monkey mind going on. Like just to let it out and have people write it out, journal it out, whatever it is on your mind. That you that's keeping you from sleeping. Like a lot of, I'll work with some NBA coaches or some CEOs that have a ton of responsibility and a ton of things going on. But I have them just write out everything they're thinking about, put it on a piece of paper so it's there, but they can just take it outside of their brain on the piece of paper and it'll be there when they wake up in the morning. But they don't have to lay in bed for two hours thinking about, oh, what's this defense going to do for us? Or my, my manager over here is just dropping the ball and just letting it out. I love that, brother. I think you're referring to Ronaldo's coaches, uh, Nick Littlehale. Nick Littlehale, yeah, yeah, for wrote, sure. Yeah. Wrote the book Sleep. It's yeah. absolutely one of my favorite yeah. books, um, and and takes a, a very deep dive in how to optimize sleep. And a yeah. lot of that sleep cycle stuff that you yes. mentioned is is in there. And that's a cool. It's a cool. It's a unique way yeah. to look at how we sleep. And he talks quite a bit about other cultures, many cultures across the world still today use siesta, right? And obviously yeah. with our with our current Man, work maps. schedules, that's that's a bit hard to accomplish. But you know, just taking some time for yourself, even a thirty-minute power nap on your lunch break, can really give you a boost in that second half of the day. Oh yeah, naps are like this the secret. People for some reason don't think you should take naps because they're like, oh, you're not working if you're taking a nap. You get so much more production and done in the second half of the day if you take that little nap. Like I'll literally just shut my eyes for it'll be like seven minutes. It's like it's like it's like plugging your phone in just for a minute. It's like seven minutes. I'll just lay down, close my eyes. I'm I'm rolling 
for the yeah, rest of the day. There's it's a amazing. reason Google and some of these other massive empires have nap pods yeah, all right? throughout in every single building. Isn't it crazy? Follow what the best do. Why don't <laughs> yeah. people do more of that? I've always wondered that, man. Like even with basketball players, when I have to fix their shots, that's what I kind of started everything in being the best shooting coach there was. And like, why wouldn't you just watch what the best are doing and do exactly what they do as shooting? You know, like there's all kinds of crazy shots. I know we're going basketball here, but <laughs> like just watch what the best do. I'm sure it's, yeah. it's the same in UFC. Just watch the best moves. Yeah, start with the end in mind. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's literally how you see the evolution of any sport yeah. is witnessing something that was previously not possible happen. Right. And then you're like, oh, if he can do that, I can do that. And exactly. all it takes is the person with that mindset to then go out and recreate that in their own way. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What are some of the other ways? We talked about um, evening routine. Yeah. Talk a bit about your morning routine and then how you connect the dots during the day. Yeah, for sure. So morning routine is is a preparation for your day to come. It's definitely, is, it's, it, it has to happen. If you just jump into your day and just turn on your phone, like it's, it's going to drive you nuts. So I don't touch my phone for the first hour when I wake up. When I wake up, first thing I'm doing, I'm getting an ice cold shower both for my mind, for my body, with the cold temperature, but also just 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 to know that I can do that. Like, I can do something difficult and challenging at the start of my day. Like, the rest of the day is just pie. It's easy. So I'll get into that three-minute cold shower, and then I'll come upstairs, and I'll make coffee. I like a coffee and matcha mix while I'm rolling out, rolling out fascia on a softball, getting uh, just some light movement, just some light yoga stretches, something to get the blood flowing movement. And then I'll just sit sit in the quiet. I'll sit in the quiet for 10 minutes. Like I'll literally put a stopwatch 10 minutes and I'll just like, I'll, I'll pray. I'll pray. I'll talk to God. I'll just, just sit there in the quiet. And you know how tough 10 minutes is to start off with 10 minutes? <laughs> it's even really like, you're much better at meditation than I am, but it's just like 10 minutes. People think it's... It, I mean, you should be able to do it in minutes, but it's try it, try it out there, try it, see if you can. So I'll, I'll do that, and then I'll then I usually go into my morning workout. Like I want to get a workout done in the morning. It just invigorates me through the day. I think, I mean, I know for a fact, just exercise is the number one. I mean, just improver in in all life and your brain health and your overall joy and your relationships. So I'll knock it out the, at the start of the day because I don't really know what's going to come the rest of the day. There's always things going going on and I just want to have that, make sure that I get that done. So that's usually, I mean, that's usually my morning routine. Sometimes, I mean, I'll open up things that like sometimes I'll go upstairs on the roof and watch the sunrise if I'm up early enough or I'll go for a walk on the beach. But but primarily those are my main things that are going to set up my day. So now I know I have my day ahead of me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Also, when I'm drinking my coffee, I'll also write three things that I want to accomplish by the end of the day. So I'm going to set my plate. I'm really big on having, it's called, I call it the full plate mentality where you get your plate served to you at the start of the day, and that's what you're going to get done for the day. Like it's that, and you're going to have to be content with it. Like you're going to like high achievers. We're going to want to do more and do more and do more and think, oh man, I could have done this, or I could have got that done. But I know if I can hit those things, if I can do those three things, like I've had a great day. I've improved in that day. So I have my full plate mentality. I have three things. Then I also have three people, three people that I'm either praying for that I want to reach out to and tell them that I'm just thinking about them. And I used to send out texts. I'd say, hey, man, just thinking about you in my morning coffee time. And it was great. Now I'll do little videos for each person, which will make it even more personable to them. And it's it's got a great response to it too, but it's just like, man, it's just really cool when you hear somebody that's just, just thinking of you. 
So those are three, my little three things that I do also in the morning. That's beautiful. I absolutely love that. I, I forget where I read it, but um, gratitude not given is a wrapped present undelivered. Nice. And I thought of that and it's like, yeah, anytime I yeah. feel love for my mom or a friend and, you know, I'm sure you met Tate Fletcher. He's such yeah. a fucking <laughs> yeah. beautiful fucking human. He's awesome. He called me yesterday and I was, I was driving with Paul Saladino and, you know, he's buddies with Paul too. And, and he was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys go. And, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to connect with you, Kyle. And I'm like, look, I got a wide open schedule tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to call Aww. you back. And he's like, I just wanted to tell you, I love you, brother. And I've been thinking of you. So and cool. I was fucking man, just <laughs> yeah. warmed up through every cell in my body instantly you know yeah. i'm getting fucking teary-eyed right now just <laughs> yeah, feeling yeah, that you know, know like awesome. like it's a palpable feeling that you can deliver to people and even if you're not in the same state you know i'm here we're, we're next to venice i'm thinking of him the whole time i'm in town and still not calling him and then he reaches out to me and oh man are you in town no i'm in new mexico but it was still like it's just a beautiful way to connect to people and let them know that you are thinking about them and that you love them man that's that's really cool that's really cool I'm, you're gonna get a video from me I love it. You will. I'm feeling <laughs> awesome. it. Awesome. Well, um, let's talk about how you connect the dots during the day. I think one of the key missing ingredients is something we touched on briefly in your podcast is where you can trickle in these practices that reconnect you to your center. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. If all you did was the things that you've talked about already, that's going to give you 80% at <laughs> yeah. least of, of pointing you in the right direction yeah. and starting to get that. What I've come to realize uh, probably in the last six months is how can I trickle in even a microdose of something that's going to be effective and recentering me and calming me throughout the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, that could be as simple as three minutes of breath of fire. It could be a walk in nature. It could be anything, but what are some of the ways that you kind of settle your mind or hit the reset button when you can and when it's Man, needed? That's such a good point. Cause it's so needed. Cause even after that morning routine, then it's just, boom, it's go time, you know? And I like to set up my days as putting things in, in different buckets. Like I know my highest focus time and my highest uh, efficiency time is going to be in the morning. So I'm going to do anything that needs like it, whether it's, I just, just finished writing a book. So over the past year and a half, it had been doing something towards the book, whether it was, I treat it like a workout, like I'm going to have this hour where I'm going to write. And I'm going to write, if I get two words, it's two words. If I get three pages, that's great. But this is my bucket for doing my creative writing, which can go on another point too, which was both, both me and you believe in is, is, is if you speak something into existence of what you want to do, then you can absolutely do it. Like that's what I did with writing the books. Like I've been an NBA coach, basketball coach, everything that people think about me when they think of my name is basketball, NBA, basketball. But now I want to be an author. Now I want to be a speaker. So I made that as, as when, if I put that right at the start of my day, that's the most important thing of my day it's going to be. So I'll, have, and so I'll have my buckets of being something that I'm going to do that I need to highly focus on. But, but you can't stay in that. And I try to get into flow state and I try to get into the most just mental, just in-depth zone I possibly can. But you can't sustain that for long. You cannot sustain that for long. So I'll definitely hit a reset button. Like I'll hit a reset button where I will just, I actually just like sitting in a, in a squat, in a squat position and just, just literally just the same people that I'm thankful for. Like I, I do a, like Christ is a big, important part of my life. And I'll just, have, I'll just shoot up little prayers. Like I'll shoot up prayers for my, for my brother, for my, my family or for my wife and just 
kind of just centers me back and like, why am I really here doing what I'm doing? And you have to have that like built into your built into your environment too to be able to do it. And you have to actually like I would have a um I haven't done it as much lately as I should, but on my phone I'll have an alarm three times a day that will really be like a reset button alarm where I would just stop for five minutes and I would do that. And it no matter what, if I just got going and going and going, that reset button would hit and I'd be able to come back and bring myself to center. Okay, now I can recharge and then go on to the next. Cause I would find myself just just wearing down like feeling like I have that sense in me that I have to just, I have to keep doing, and I love it. Like, I love it. Like, we get to live the life we want to live, and it's, just, it's, it's amazing. We want to do, 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 do. But we also have to be able to have that peace and have that self, that slowdown too. And and I remember as, uh, last last summer, I was training uh, NBA players in the offseason. It was in July, like middle of the offseason, and I had like 26 just like really good NBA players. It was it was a lot of players in the gym at one time, and it was great talent in there, but I was just going just day after day after like all day, like nine hours in the gym and just just dying, man. And I was and I remember I I, I pulled over and it was in Santa Monica and I pulled over in the evening coming back here to Marina Del Rey and just sat on a park bench and I was just thinking, I, I can't do this. Like I gotta I, I gotta get out. Like I, I can't do it. Like my mind is just done. And and I saw a little kid just dribbling his basketball with his dad walking by. I was like, wow, like if if I'm eight years old, if I'm the younger version of me, like thinking about what I'm doing now, training NBA players, training 26 NBA players, like that's a dream come true. Like I would give anything to do that. So now a big thing that I like to do is when I get, when I feel myself getting stressed, feel myself like I can't slow down, like I'll think of the younger, the younger me. And I have pictures actually down in my, in my, me and my wife's bedroom is of, younger pictures of myself and of her. So it just puts us in that state of just thankfulness and just joy and that when you were young, like how much love and excitement you had for life. So those are a few things that I like to do to bring myself back is have those just times where I know that I'm going to stop with an alarm. and I know I'm just going to be thankful and shoot up prayers for people. And then I have these little memory things, these these pictures or or mindset quotes that I'll carry with me just to just to help me bring me down i love all those so yeah the, that the five minute reset i think it's pomodoro technique okay 20 minutes on five minutes off yeah you can scale that obviously if you yeah. can get more done you could do an hour on five minutes off but the break the break is equal to the yes. to the doing right for sure and um bringing up christ have you read ted decker's work he has uh-uh. he has two phenomenal books that i highly recommend for people especially uh uh well no matter what your belief is but um it's on the True Teachings of Christ, and it's done cool. in a fictional story. It's two books, The 49th Mystic and Rise of the Mystics. I'll link to those in the show notes. And they're nice, two of dude. the most beautiful books that I've ever read. Just awesome. phenomenal. And he's a homie and a mentor for sure of mine and Ambri's. Um, awesome. And then the last thing you talked about, I thought that was so cool because, um, you know, seeing yourself as that little kid in joy and playing and innocence and reconnecting to that space, and it, it allows you to remember to play. It allows you to remember what that was like. And it also allows you to see and witness all that you have done. Yeah. You know, it's a way by revisiting the past to witness the present because in all of our accomplishments and doing, we're still only looking forward to whatever the fuck is next. What's the next thing that I'm going to accomplish? What's the next thing I need to get done? Right. You finish a book, 
dope. What's the next, next book that I'm going to write? Yeah, it's always <laughs> like Where that, will I go speak? How will I promote it? Which shows will I go on, right? Like it's a never-ending yeah, thing, right? Yeah. So to take time for yourself to witness that, that young man, you know, that's yeah. such a very, very cool practice that I'm going to start to employ. It's fun too. Yeah. It is. Thank yeah, you for that, that brother. That is tough. Like how can you be content in a moment? How can you be hungry and content? Like that's... That's the key to joy right there. Like if you can be content and like knowing that you're at, sitting on this couch with me right now here for a reason and for a purpose, and this is exactly where you're meant to be, like that contentment is amazing. It's an amazing feeling. But we always do have that feeling of, man, I got to do something next. I got to get to that. I got to get to that. I got to get to this next thing. And that's, I mean, that's, that's yeah, I think struggle. it's. I think for me, it's been unattaching myself from outcome and unattaching myself Perfect. from the how and when, right? And Perfect. that's some of the beautiful lessons that uh, I, I know I just spoke about this recently on a podcast. If it was mine, I apologize for being repetitive, but <laughs> uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza posted this thing on how to utilize intention and surrender. Yeah. Right. So we set our intentions, whatever it is to accomplish in the day, or we set our intentions of what we're going to accomplish, our bigger goals and dreams in life. And we surrender to the how and when with full trust and faith that it does happen in the exact timeline that it is supposed to happen. Perfect, man. Right. Yep. And so I think that that's, that's been a key takeaway for me is because I don't necessarily want to unattach from the intention itself. Right. It's like, why create a goal then in the first place, yes, right? Yes. But if I can unattach to the how and when and believe fully that will happen as it's supposed to and when it's supposed to. Man, you just the, hit on such a great point, right the win. And when working with NBA players, this is a big thing too. Like their opportunity, not all the players that I've worked with is not the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant, the one that is just God-given abilities, but it's the players who got the most out of their abilities, like the Kyle Corvers, the Jeremy Lins, the Aaron Baines, who might not have been in the NBA, but being able to shift their mindset. I mean, obviously, I'll take zero, 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 one percent credit for it, but it's them knowing that their opportunity will come, preparing for that opportunity. And like you said, the win, like... For a player, I'll just give a quick quick story example. For a player that I've worked with, Aaron Baines, one of my very close friends. I played with him actually overseas for a little bit before I went to that horrible team that I told you about. <laughs> but anyways, so then he came, like after that, he came over and he got with the San Antonio Spurs. <clears throat> Excuse me, which was which is amazing, the Spurs. But he's not playing a minute. And and I remember right, right when he got there, he told me he's going to be the best towel waver there is. The best towel waver. And he literally was. Like he was, would, would just get everybody going, waving his towel like crazy. Did that for two years. Wow. Two years. Hardly saw the court. They won an NBA championship. But so people saw that, man, with the best teammate, with the best team and the best culture, there's something about this guy. And like literally, that's how he got a contract, a $21 million contract with Detroit, then with the Boston Celtics, now with the Suns, and just made an NBA career under with understanding that the win is coming, but you gotta be like so present in the moment of of what you're given, like what situation you're given, right? Do the best you can in the situation you have right now, and just everything else will come. So beautiful, brother. Well, yeah, man. man, it's been awesome having you. Thank you for having me over. Where can people find you? You can find me Instagram, David Nurse5. Like to do a lot of Instagram stories, crazy stories or goofy stories, but Instagram five. Sorry, Instagram, David Nurse 5, <laughs> and website, davidnurse.com. And you can check out my book that's, that just came out on pre sale. 
It's Pivot and Go. So that's anywhere books can be found, Amazon, all that, davidnurse.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Or come out here to Marina Del Rey and, and, and kick it with us. Come on this couch and buy our Christmas tree here. <laughs> and the podcast, of course. Yes, obviously the podcast, the 1% podcast that uh, you were just on. And that's that's the way to find me. Thank you so much, brother. Dude, amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for listening to today's show with David Nurse. Remember to check out my website, kingsboo.com. For the first time ever, we have launched the ebook, Eating with the Kingsburys. My wife has been working on this all year, and it's all of our favorite foods. It includes everything that we eat around the holidays, from keto pecan pies to keto apple pies, all the delicious treats you want to savor and eat without the guilt. In addition to that, we've got stuff that we eat all the time. We also have drinks and shakes that we like to start our day with. How do we optimize our coffee? What is the ingredients list in our burger stacks that we have on a regular basis? On a weekly basis, I make a grass-fed burger using butcher box meat, and it is out of this freaking world. Check that out at kingsboo.com and so much more, including my supplement list, as well as my book list, everything I've been reading that optimizes me and helps me grow as a person. You can get that all at kingsboo.com. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you in a week.